Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Friday the 13th. Oh my goodness. It's uh it's overcast here and I think we both wanted to have a little bit of a therapy sesh today. <laughs> yeah, therapy. Well, it's hey. it's actually really beautiful here today. I just got back from um a beach walk with Jarvis and some like just some stretching and just Oh, I just woke up with really bad anxiety, so I just needed to get out of the house. Oh, no. Just, I know. I, it's the worst I, at the moment. I feel like it's one of those weeks this week where, yeah. I don't know, people are We're feeling, feeling it. And I don't, yeah. Everyone's feeling it. And it's I don't even know if it is because um, obviously I'm here in New Zealand, but I was kind of saying to the guys the other day um, mm. that even though I'm in New Zealand, all like you know my crew you guys are all there like the businesses are there and so um and obviously my band's here which I'm super stoked about um and I got mates here and stuff but there's so like my day-to-day is still super like based over there a lot of yeah. the time so, yeah so it, it probably rubs like off on you a lot yeah it definitely can but it's all yeah good. this um, um this lockdown six is brutal it's really brutal I think um just the way that they're happening, I think, is really, really frustrating people. Um, so, you know, it can, obviously um, New South Wales has been in lockdown for a little while and, and they're really struggling to, to get this Delta virus under control because they've got a little bit of a different methodology than we do in Victoria. Um, and so yeah. I guess they didn't go quite quite as hard and they've got their reasons for that. Um so it's, you know, the numbers are quite high there. But I think what's frustrating is that, you know, we got down to zero cases a day and then, you know, next thing you know, you've got cases again. It's always linked back to someone who's come from Sydney. Like somehow they've either they've got yeah. a travel exemption or something. And it's just it's really frustrating because, like, you just think by now there would be it's, you know, we're nearly two years into this. Um, there's different ways of doing rapid testing and, and just different ways to um, further protect. Like they're not 100%, but like surely before you travel to another state, it's a red zone, you can ask for a negative test and, and you know, maybe then you know, there's a rapid test on the border. There's, there's got to be something to protect us because, you know, it's it's literally just driving us mad now. And, and Victoria, we've been very very uh compliant and and support mostly you no know, supportive of everything that we've had to do but I just don't think that after last year of seven months in lockdown we thought we would be in this position in August of 2021 and the whole year's gone again and and it doesn't seem like there's any it just you know they just keep saying it until we've got to 80 percent vaccination which is such a you know probably the end of the year we're still going to have to go in and out of lockdown and it's just really rough so that's my venting for today <laughs> it's just <rough. laughs> no no it's it's really healthy and really good to talk about these things because um i know that there's people understand the uh, the logic behind the lockdowns and things like that but yeah why are there I totally so many get it dickheads, you know like yeah. why are there so many dickheads that just want to go and do their own thing and go house shopping oh, somewhere Tam, Tam, get this right so yesterday <laughs> I had a great day yesterday I was like in such a good okay. mood and 
I went for a big walk and I was like, I did so many, like crossed so many things off my list yesterday, which I'd been really struggling to do all week and was like, I'm feeling so good today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went for a walk. (laughs) When I got back, I logged on. Oh, and my friend Sosie sent me this message that said it was a screenshot that two people of a, a, a journalist that had just reported breaking news, two women have just arrived on a flight from Sydney. They just lied about, I guess they, they'd filled out the wrong declaration. Basically, they, I think they'd lied from where they'd come from. They were COVID positive. They luckily got stopped because they had the wrong border pass, got taken straight into quarantine, and then it was realised that they were COVID positive. But then now there's a whole flight of people, 40 people, that have to isolate because of these two women. God knows how long it took to get to those people to tell them. So, you know, they've probably gone into the community and, you know, like, I mean, hopefully they're not contagious and it's fine, but, like, it's just so Mm. stressful. Like, and it just ruined my Mm. whole day. I was like, okay, well, I can't Mm. do anything for the rest of the day. I just sat on the couch and was like, this sucks. Why can't people just do the right thing? Like, it's such a big effect on us now, you know. I know, and it's so much like that. Like, even though, you know, New Zealand, we, we just had a bunch of people coming through Port Tauranga, which is just not, it's down the road from where I am. Mm-hmm. And uh, they brought COVID in with them. And oh there was God. 11 COVID cases coming into the Tauranga port. And we were like, so we get the, like, it starts getting out on the news. Anyway, I think there's a stroke of luck there as well because they managed to get everyone in. They tested yeah. every single person. They tested a hundred and something people and none of them had it. I don't oh, know wow. why. I don't know how, but they like got on it super quick and locked them in. Like, yeah. I mean, that's a in. big part of it is getting onto it really quickly and isolating all those people and making sure they're isolated for 14 days. Like all of those things help obviously, but like the guy that just went from Sydney to Byron Bay, now there's, you know, Byron Bay is in lockdown. He had COVID, he and his wife both had COVID. They knew they had COVID, but they don't believe in it, quote unquote, yeah. or they don't believe in its seriousness. Went into yeah. Byron, spread it all around Byron. Now the dude's in hospital. Is and it's he? Like, so, yeah. yeah. Sure. And, like, and there's not some, even enough beds in Byron, but it's like 23 well, this ICU beds. This is why it's so serious. And, and, you know, if you've got people like that that genuinely don't believe that this is harmful, and I, I, I don't. I really struggle with that, I think, this far into it. Like I don't this far in, I, I don't understand much. how I, I mean, I know so many people in America. I know so many people in America that have either been had COVID, got really sick, or have relatives that have died. I have one friend mm. in America who had 13 relatives die. 13. Like we can't even comprehend oh. that. So I just no. like it's just to deny that this is serious that this has killed so many millions of I looked it up yesterday actually just to um chat to my friend because he he was saying um you know it's killed 600,000 people in America now and people are still saying it's a flu and I said his dad said to him something about it, it it's still the flu and I said how many people die of the flu in America every year and he said oh it was like 50,000 or something so this is no at 600,000. I, I guess I'm struggling mm. to see why people are still comparing the two. Like it's clearly, you know, even if, aggressive, you know, aggressive, aggressive, like, even, you know, mm. the numbers on, oh, it kills, it only kills 1%. 1% of 7 billion people is, mm. I mean, I'm not going to do the fucking maths, but that's a fuckload of people <laughs> yeah. around the world. <laughs> I know it's it's I think it's like yeah, a it's, fuckload of people like oh, 99 percent of people survive okay one percent of people will die that's yeah a fucking lot of people yeah and I, I think the thing is when it comes to selfish behavior that pisses me off so much because it's actually like, seven you actually 70, 70 million 70 <laughs> I'm so bad at maths I couldn't work out where the zero was I'm like is that seven million or seven it's 70 million 70 people million people that's a lot yeah. of people it is a and lot like, of people. I don't know maybe maybe these people are like one of the you know maybe they think that the population needs to be shaved a bit or something and they're just like well fucking survival of the fittest or something I don't know you know these people are fucking crazy but they're not thinking that it's like 
human beings that have families and and you know people's grandparents mm. people's parents I, I don't know yeah. I just don't know how we're still here but it's very frustrating and I, until we're vaccinated uh, because obviously we had such a fuck up with the vaccinations our only mm. form really of defense against delta is lockdowns which is shit it's really shit and yeah. it's really taking its toll now and unfortunately we have to to bear the brunt of that which um yeah. hey what's the yeah. what's the vaccination um how's that going in new zealand well i um look i went on uh, auntie cinder's live stream um yesterday and she's quite cool like how she I mean, look, pe- there's a lot of people that bag her here. Like, it's pretty crap. Like, she has a lot of kind of accolades, like, worldwide. Like, she's very she's very loved worldwide by people mm-hmm. because of her leadership. Um, and then she gets pretty, like, dogged on and stuff in New Zealand, like, even just jumping what? on this live stream. We oh, love man. her. We love yeah. her. I mean, as far everyone I know is a massive Jacinta fan where we yeah. uh can she come over here and sort some <laughs> shit out because we are I think every, everyone's got their opinions and their views but if we if we are strictly sticking to you know talking about how she's handled COVID and things like that like she's nailed it man but also at the same time so we the a bit like Australia um the vaccinations have just been um kind of they've just let people down in terms of um like you know my parents are you know only just being able to get these now and they're like 60s and 70s you know like so was so, there an ordering issue as well like we had we obviously we had a mm, huge bungle was there anything yeah. like what was the situation there so yeah so there's so the, I guess the rollout strategy was um not as clear you can you can go in so that at least I think one of the things here is I, I don't think anyway like there's nothing around where I'm living that there, there's these pop-up vaccination yep. stalls that you go to yeah yeah, yeah. so it's, they're starting I like to the fact that now. there's less, well they're, they're dramatic like I think the thing yes. is like yes. that's so dramatic and I feel like the media really really love that shit because they're like oh everyone line up for two hours and let's make a real big dramatic like uh, kind of ordeal of these vaccinations whereas I feel like that you know people might not even want to go and wait down at these pop-up stores in case they get on tv like legit like yeah, I don't know this yeah. so I think um so you can go into the doctor now and book them but you have to be eligible um and it's pretty similar here I think it's a certain age group and age if you group, are, yeah. have lower immunity and if you're pregnant and stuff and stuff like that um but you know I know that there's so many young people man that just like a keen ass to roll out the sleeves yeah. and go in and get the vaccination done. That, yeah, same but here. We can lots of lots of young just people get are. on with it. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, so here we had the, obviously we had the issue with the AstraZeneca and the 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 messaging around that was horrific. Um, anyway, they mm. finally made AstraZeneca available, kind of with an informed consent consent thing. Like if you're over eighteen and you want to go get it, because they've got an oversupply of it now. People don't want it mm. because of you know, the, the blood clotting issue that was completely mm. blown out of proportion. Um, yeah. And so people can, if they're a certain age now, can just go and get AstraZeneca, which I think is yeah. good. I think if people want to go get it and want to do something about it, you should have that choice. And that's what young mm. people are doing that now because they're not um, eligible for Pfizer. You have to be over 40 to be eligible for Pfizer. So Jarvis and I both eligible, but trying to get an appointment is a nightmare. So we we have an appointment yeah. on the 6th of September. So it's still yeah. another three weeks away, mm. um, which is kind of stressful because it's like now, you know, whenever there's an outbreak, it's fine when there's no outbreak, but if there's an outbreak, you're like, fuck, like I don't want to be like a week away from getting it, um, the yeah. jab, and yeah. then get COVID. Yeah. I, I just don't want COVID. I've just read far too many accounts of um like specifically long COVID for women over 40 uh that's what I'm terrified of I don't I just it's debilitating it's it's real it's really not understood very well um I I really just want to protect myself from that and I think that's you know that is the the biggest fear at the moment so yeah lots of Mm. anxiety at the moment yeah yeah (laughs) 
Oh, and I completely understand it. And I think that, you know, you'll be voicing what so many other people are going through and feeling out there at the moment. And, um, you know, we basically decided to jump on and have a bit of a therapy session this morning and just say, yeah. like, hey, everyone, you're not on your own with all of this. Um, yeah. You know, yes, it's totally I, I, yeah, it's totally normal that you're feeling this way. I definitely feel super grateful to be here in New Zealand because I think the other thing is, like, I know that you're a massive doom scroller. <laughs> I'm a doom scroller. Hey, like, yeah, and so I think it's sometimes not, it's not a doom scroller. It's um, it's a part of my anxiety is to feel like I'm in control, and which is impossible in the pandemic. But part of that is being informed. So yes. I read everything, and when I say I read and I listen to everything, I'm talking about like really dense scientific podcasts that are, yeah. you know, talking about different data points and like stuff that mm. I sometimes barely keep up with but I just there's something about just hearing people that know what they're talking about yeah you, you want to know the plan discussing this stuff and, and it just I don't know for some reason that's comforting but um comforting slash also anxiety because <laughs> I guess you know yeah. you know you know when people are saying you know, at the start of last year, people were saying, oh, we won't be out of this for two or three years. So that, that, like all the epidemiologists were saying that. And I was like, oh, yeah. there's no way that they're right. Like we'll be out of this in six months, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, now where, they, where they're talking about the realities of what it's the world's going to look like and, and travel and all that sort of stuff, it's very daunting. That's what, that's mm. where my anxiety comes from is, trying to not knowing it's it's not knowing it's not knowing when things will be even slightly back to quote unquote normal which I think is Mm -hmm. I don't even know if we can think about it like that anymore but it's really difficult when you are kind of grieving the loss of your life before when it was pretty much perfect I was pretty 2019 I was pretty much doing exactly what I wanted to be doing yeah. Um, I was touring, you know, I think I toured like six months, nearly six months out of 2019. 2020 was looking to be, this, you know, very, very similar. Um, and it just seems like, I don't know, the chances of going back to that is very unlikely. I don't know. And that is mm. really hard. That's what I, that's what I get upset about. That's what I just sit there just going. It's like you have to grieve. You have to grieve the loss of it I guess yeah 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 it's 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 also I think most people are craving for this the sense of normalcy to go to feel that sense of normalcy that they used to have and um I think one thing you know well you've done so well in this time um to um repurpose what you're doing and make the most of um the other things that you can do with your your talent and your business and things like that to go and and this is where I think lots of people are struggling mm. um and why I love being doing you know the technology work that I do helping businesses and, and people to rethink mm. about what their bricks and mortar businesses or what the entertainment businesses could look like if you if you need to like repurpose and I don't think anyone ever could have dreamed in a million years that all of a sudden cafes and restaurants and pubs Mm. were like something that we couldn't have. Like who would have ever, and sure, being in the hospitality industry, there's fierce competition. Um, You know, there's all that sort of stuff. I think we've always talked about, you know, the fact that say sporting, for instance, and music, you know, sporting has seemed to be, people seem to value that, like they'll pay more for sporting events and tickets and like, you know. And it's been prioritised as well in this that's what I think has yep. been really hard is seeing the priority given to sport over arts and entertainment, even in similar yep. situations, you know, a quote unquote similar kind of safety, you know, outdoor events, for example. But there's not giving yep. the same priority as outdoor sporting events. It's- and that's, that's really hard to watch. It's really, yep. really hard to watch. Yeah, it is. And, and I think, and I think that's why um, the, the arts and entertainment world has just, had such a slog and there is so much um, loss and grief that's happening. And, um, you know, even with our, my band and stuff, 
being able to play a gig in a few weeks time like people are just uh messaging from all over the world being like you know they see us playing in the garage here and they're like what I wouldn't give to be allowed to go and play in a garage with my friends play music and actually be together in the same room Uh, and yeah you know I it's yeah, you it it, ha, it it is sporting. It has been prioritized in terms of entertainment. Like you know, you go book people book a boxing fight for fifty sixty bucks on TV. Well, when do you book a a show for fifty sixty bucks? Um, you know, to watch that is I don't know. Like I don't know. I mean, I know people are doing live streaming around the world and stuff like that, and they're trying to do those ticketed events and things. But it is that thing of like the somehow things are set up differently, and how do these businesses repurpose what they're doing and rethink about what they're doing? Because they have to eat, they have to survive. And I want to be able to help people to think about outside of their uh, initial craft and talent and skill set, what can they think of that is still within that creative Mm. vein that is something that they haven't thought of before that is not just like sitting down with a guitar and singing for people like what else is out there um for them to be able to draw from where they could use their skills and this is why the nft stuff's getting massive like you know tones and i doing the first nft um people are starting to get into that stuff sometimes it feels super overwhelming just you know you see tiktok taking off and like lots of artists just like peppering content like I'm a massive content, like, um, kind of idiot. <laughs> like, I just, you're amazing with content and like posting and growing audience. And like, I. No, just- it's, it's, it's not that. It's actually, I'll tell you what the secret is. The secret mm-hmm. is finding the platform or the use of the platform that works for you and then not thinking, yeah. not overthinking it. And I, you know, yeah. I'm on all of the platforms and I use them all a little bit differently. Um, mm. And what I think you see that I do really well is something that I've had to develop because mm. with Instagram, you know, Instagram has always been the way that I show my work and my grid mm. is always been my work. You don't very, you don't see much of me. It's always yep. been like that. And that's quite purposeful. It's it, There's a lot yep. behind that. There's a lot about I've always just want to be taken seriously for my work. I don't mm. want it to matter what I look like. I don't want that to come into it. I just want to be taken seriously for my work. So the grid has always been about that. Whereas stories, when that came about, that was really an opportunity to show my everyday life, my personality, my dogs, mm. my husband, the things that I do. So it's, it you know, it took a little while to get really used to that, but it mm. is just, it's not something that I consciously think about or, or that I try mm. and curate content. It's just when I, yeah. I'm out doing something, I'll do a little story and it shows a bit of my personality. Whereas what I find difficult is like I'm on TikTok and I find yeah. it difficult to create content for TikTok. I had someone doing it for me for a while, which I think worked really mm-hmm. well. But, um, you know, in a pan, I was paying her and it's just at the moment, it's just impossible to, to try and make that worth it, you know, but um, mm. it's uh, and Twitter I've always used as a way to voice my opinions on political stuff. And, you know, it just um, so it's I use the platforms in different ways to show different parts of my personality. So it's not something that I overthink at all. It's just finding which platform works for which aspects of my personality to get certain things out. Um, yeah. And I think that when, you know, we've talked about this, potentially you just overthink stuff when you should just do it and put it out and no one's gonna care I think it's like yeah it's that thing of yeah you like I always say to you especially with the singing stuff like putting your soul out there for everyone to have a look into and hear, hear what you're talking about and stuff so that's something that you just have to kind of let, let your guard down let people in if they don't like it they don't like it if they do they do um but yeah um I wanted to also um ask you oh what what, yeah I was I was oh man it's actually just slipped out of out of Ah. my head (laughs) I wanted to ask ask you you I know I think that those um croissants are distracting me oh yeah sorry about that I just posted it on the story so there's a good story there's a good story about this actually so um (laughs) the uh my friends just messaged me I'm looking at my Instagram at the moment so um 
uh, the lovely people at Loon Croissants. Shout out to Loon Croissant. Um, yes. My friend, uh, Sophia, who's been a, a great um, guest on our podcast, she messaged me a few days ago because she's been wanting to take me to this croissant place and it's uh, they're in a completely different suburb. So obviously during lockdown we can't go there. She said to me they're delivering to Williamstown on Friday. So I jumped straight onto their website and I ordered. You just told everyone where you live again. Oh, well, it's okay. It's a suburb. It's like pretty big. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I ordered like $70 worth of croissants and, uh, and it was like I messaged her. I'm like, support local business. Like, you know, there's that biggest moment where you're just like spending money and you're like, but I'm supporting local business, so it's fine. So, totally. $70 uh, is a lot on croissants. Was that box 70 bucks? Yeah, look, they're expensive croissants, and but I will say they're delicious and they're worth every cent. So, and there was delivery on top of that as well. So, uh, and the minimum was like 50. So, it was like you had to order $50 minimum, and I just kept pressing stuff. I was like, <laughs> uh, but they are, look, they oh. are expensive. So um, I, don't, I don't think I even got to try them when I was over there, which bums but me But look, out. treat also, yourself is what I say. Treat yourself. I literally, I probably eat that box today. There are five in there. Um, I've already eaten wow. one. I ate, I ate the ham and cheese uh, croissant. Um, there's a bunch of little like cronuts and kind oh of goodness. donuts. <laughs> and yeah, that, that. Look, I didn't eat carbs all week, so I could just eat all of my carb intake for today. So, oh my goodness, uh, I'm I'm not I'm not eating carbs um, for the last two weeks, and I'm so freaking hungry. Yeah, well, I I, <laughs> I just want a big bowl of Monday. pasta. I started on mm. Monday as well because I was like, oh, because you know I did keto last year. I actually did keto up until quite recently, and then this last, I pr- pretty much until this last lockdown, I was like, fuck it. comfort eating uh but I actually now that I've um you know haven't eaten carbs for so I actually don't feel great I don't feel great when I eat Mm. them so I'm just trying to um Mm. not be super restrictive but just try and not eat them as much during the week and if I want to have a pasta on the weekend then do that or have you know five croissants Mm. and cronuts do that on on the weekend (laughs) but um but they are oh, I delicious I the one that I had this morning I'm I'm not joking it was the best croissant that I've ever eaten I was like this is delicious yes. like what is in it, this it's a real it's a French um a French person that started it isn't it Lynn? I don't know but let's say yes yeah. just um I feel like it is someone from France that came over and just like blew everyone's tiny minds. Let me look. Let me look it up too. <laughs> I really feel like a burger, honestly. It I, just I, says I, we make croissants on their Instagram. They've got two hundred eight thousand followers, so like somebody is ooh, like like you know somebody doing, doing a good job. <laughs> Wait, I'm on their Cros- website right now. Croissantereri. Yeah, so look at you in your French accent. Skip video. <laughs> I want to go about. Here we go. About. About. <laughs> about Loon. About Loon. Designed to inspire a commitment to precision in each exquisite detail during Ooh. every stage of the croissant making process. It's not a shop, nor it is a fact, nor is it a factory. It's a celebration of creation, complexity, and the ultimate enjoyment of the croissant. We need to get them on the pod, right? We get them on and talk the to people, them about the people. Yeah, so there's Kate, Cameron, and Nathan. We totally should. Yes, we let's totally get them on the should. Pod. Let us know. Well, we'll send them this the this free advertising of that. Yes. <laughs> we'll send them this podcast. Say, yeah. hey, look, We've we love you guys. We plugged you. <laughs> yeah, we plugged you with your delicious. And Delightful. it's all about support, supporting local right now. So I'm a big fan. I'm a big, well, a big proponent. I wonder of this. if they can send them to New Zealand because I think I'm going to have to find a someone along someone here that's the same. They could probably. Individual. I mean, how long would it take know. though? I feel like that, I don't know. Gonna... A box, hundred dollars worth of croissants coming across. Yeah, and but like, time. yeah. And would it taste as good, you know, a week later? No, no, probably no. not. No, probably. <laughs> Look, I think maybe what would be easier is if you just came back here and we went there. Mm. Maybe we did a I live think... recording from Loon. We did a podcast. 
That's true. I need to it's know. Probably that pronou- it's that probably not- pronounced lunar as well. It's probably like lunar. <laughs> I'm like loon. I'm probably not <laughs> even saying it right. Have you had to like go onto Google Translate and have little like voice say like like stuff in the right like accent for things sometimes? Uh, like, no, I haven't. Oh. Yeah. Um, well, I just gosh, maybe I should. Wrong. Maybe if you went in there and typed in lunar in French <laughs> it translation, me? and then it would pronounce it how you should supposed to say it. Yeah, I do yeah. it with people's names just because I don't want to get there. And like, actually, no, with Ellen, I was like Ellen Porteus, and it's Porter. <laughs> You're a dick. Oh, I'm such a dick. <laughs> Wait, I wanted to. I wanted to know one thing that I was thinking about today, though. What? Because I was like, oh, it's weird. I haven't been, because I'm not eating carbs. I haven't yeah. been uh, eating that much at the moment, which is not too bad because I've lost three and a half kgs in I two weeks. I knew you said that yesterday. Yes, very happy with that. Um, mm. But I was thinking about it today and I was, I was chatting about it with a mate not long ago. If you could have someone in your house that mm. did a domestic job for you, that mm. you didn't have to ever do, what would it mm. be? And I was thinking this morning, washing and mm-hmm. cooking for me. And Mine yeah, is healthy. Easily, easily the dishes. Like I Ooh. absolutely am allergic to doing the dishes. Um, I don't mind <laughs> now. It's taken me, it's taken me actually a long time. I thought that I didn't like cooking. I thought um my whole entire adult life, until probably about two years ago, I thought that I didn't like cooking. We started mm. getting HelloFresh delivered to us. And what I realised mm. is that, oh, I don't hate cooking. I hate grocery shopping to do the cooking. And the planning the- of the mix. Yes. And so I love yes. cooking. I absolutely love following recipes and I love everything on the go at once and cooking mm. great meals. And and, and sh- shout out HelloFresh, actually. But if we ever get sponsors mm. on this program, we're going to be. Um, the, honestly, I'm a big fan of HelloFresh. Um, yeah, they have. Ch- I didn't like how I told life. them I wasn't at home. Uh, yeah, they are good. But I, when I was in Melbourne, I didn't like how I told them. I emailed them, said I wasn't home, and um, for a few weeks, don't deliver them, and they kept stacking up hundred dollar boxes of groceries on my door, and I wasn't oh, there. So you've got to go. There's a trick though. You've got to. I don't know whether the email because you've got to go into your account. And there's a calendar yep. that you have to, they might have just. I was like, this food has gone to work. And so in, luckily I got the neighbor to go and like give it away to people. But I was like, yeah, they, they didn't even tell me to go do that. It was ages ago. So I think it was like when the it was quite. Maybe new. it was before the calendar times. Whereas, Potentially. Um, Potentially. Um, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Huge fan. Mm. But yeah, I would go, I would say dishes. I would say just all domestic chores. Um, I would say as as an Italian woman, uh, I definitely didn't take on much of the uh, stereotypical Italian um, housewife. Your nonna Uh, must be like, Michelle. (laughs) My mum is just, every time my mum comes here, and it's so, it's actually annoying because we have um, an incredibly tidy house, to be honest. But my mum is a psychopath. My mum is actually a psychopath when it comes to cleaning. So every time she comes, she's like <laughs> suggesting that we get cleaners. And I'm like, I it's don't know great. what you're seeing. But it's like, you know, that if it's not, people out there with wog mums are going to know what I mean because they're psychos. It's like they see dust where there's no dust. They see, <laughs> it's like, you know, they, it's, it's, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like she never does she ever, do ever your washing when she comes over. Does she try and get no, into the well, washing? Well, she definitely does. She just does everything, like whatever she sees, mm. which is annoying yeah. to me. But she uh, yeah. doesn't ever. She doesn't ever sit down or relax, and that is, yeah. I think, what I've. I just can't live like that. I need to sometimes no. relax. So yeah, um, but it doesn't. It, her matter. Her house is like spotless. Like there's not mm. every little tiny. Everything is in its place. 
It's like, yep. it looks like a display home. My mom's house looks like a display home. It looks like nobody lives in wow. it. That's how clean it is. <laughs> and, but she never sits down and that gives me anxiety, the fact that she never yes. sits down. Come and, and sit so, down and chill out for a second here. No, yeah, and then yeah, if yeah. I visit them, that she doesn't let me sit down and relax. And then she's like, how come you never come and visit us? I'm like, because I can't I sit don't, down. I can't relax. I need to I know. Work sometimes. I work really hard and, you know, sometimes I just yeah. want to chill the fuck out. I know what that is your... people listening with WOG parents that are going to know, they, they're going to relate to this. It's psycho levels, <laughs> yeah. psycho levels of planning. <laughs> it's psycho levels. I mean, my mum's pretty amazing and helpful, but I said to her, because, <laughs> I mean, she comes over and she's like, because obviously at the um, like basically living at the beach house so it's their place too right so they come and go from their place which is like an hour and a half away but there's so many kind of I don't know all the kids come over and stuff like my sister's kids and stuff like that and they're like the amount of times that like one of my favorite t-shirts have ended up in going back oh. to you know where they live it because my, I'm like mum stop doing my washing so, for me yeah all like, the all the jeans like the ripped jeans yeah. where they're just like trying to sew patches onto them and stuff and you're just like absolutely not. Like what are you doing? My nonna, because like so so to give some context, like, you know, when my grandparents immigrated here in the 1950s, mm. they're very proud people, okay? They've worked really, really, really hard in their life and the one thing that, and I think anyone with immigrant parents will know this, is they don't mm. want to appear poor because they've worked mm. They did, they came from nothing and they've worked really hard and it's Mm. embarrassing and mortifying to be seen as poor. So, Mm. and I know this, like, I don't mean this to be offensive. This is just how wogs are. So Mm. um, if you have rips in your jeans, that is a sign to them that you are not well enough off to buy jeans Mm. that don't have rips in them. So she would be constantly trying Mm. to, like, sew patches in them and shit. And it's Man, like, she would hate my jeans. I like oh, literally had to tie same. a jacket around my bum the other day because every time I got in and out of my van, it ripped. And I was like, oh, and literally a whole cheek was coming out, a whole cheek. And I, yes. had, I didn't have any other pants and I just tied a jacket around and I was like. I love yeah. that though. But, yeah, she would, she would she come up behind your like, bum and try and. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole thing. Like I've had to hide all of my tattoos. Like, you know, I've got tattoos oh. on my hands. So like. I love you know, your hand tattoos. Thing. They're sassy. Thank you. I love them as well. But um, I literally have had to to hide. I used to wear rings and stuff over them. And then now my, my nonna is like 88 now. So I don't even think she can mm. see very well. So I just stopped doing that and was like, mm. Michelle, you're 42 years old. Like, <laughs> What are you doing hiding this like you're a naughty 18-year-old? Um, oh, but my mum you... gets really upset. She's always like, don't let Nonna see your tattoos. She'll be, because like then Nonna will be, she'll like rip into my mum and say like, then my mum will cop it. So like mm. I get it. But also I'm also my own adult person. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I it makes me miss my Manny so much because she was so like not your your norm kind of elderly person like she she died only just in October last year but she's like my hero like legit my hero and she was never yeah and she was just so awesome like get this she was 92 and just before COVID hit she was traveling around Canada by herself at 92 years old right just before COVID hit yeah legit like she was there in like I know she was there in like that's goals for me 2020 or something and she That's was going to get like, her health insurance was through the roof but like just so not judgmental of you know she wouldn't give a crap about people's hand tattoos or whatever like and you could just sit at the pub and drink a pint or a Guinness with her and yeah just chat. like she yeah she was just a massive go-getter and That's so she cool. was cool I love ever that. young yeah love and she that. was just That's very inspiring still, to me yeah, she still is my greatest inspiration. And I think if you have people like that in your life, and this is another thing, I know that the world's a bit of a shit place at the moment for a lot of people and there's so much, you know, anger and confusion and stuff like that going on. But if you surround yourself by a handful of legends that yes. can feed into your, if you're feeling flat one day and now flat the other day or whatever, but like people that inspire you who can, you know, 
keep keep some of that cool ship going and um like that that stuff gets you through you know it's being able yes. to create with people and have a create, laugh and also talk to people that you can just authentically be yourself I think is really yeah. important and like yeah. um you know maybe totally. especially in this day and age you know there's so it seems to be a lot of topics that are you know you can't talk about and you know don't speak like this and these words are off off Uh, limits now and 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 people that know and love you and even like this happened recently where a friend um in a in a specific context used a word that is not you know now sort of like an an ableist word or whatever and and someone Mm. in the group kind of pulled him up and was like hey And, and the way that you know I like to react in that situation is first of all know the intention of your friend it's not yep. to harm because you know your friend, your friend, you love your friend. And yep. to and they immediately were like, you know, oh, my God, yes, you're right. And he, like their reaction was really great. But to mm. not ostracise that person because there's so much of that now. It's like you, you step yeah. out of line and then, oh, my God, you know, like. Everyone's trying to cancel each other. Yeah. Mm. And it's just like mm. having um, grace and allowing mm. your friends um, it's get it's honestly it's getting a bit much like this all this cancel culture and stuff like I feel that I but I also think people are just yeah and it's like I'm it, but people are also like just wanting to vent like I was looking at um you know um filthy rat bag Celeste um that amazing artist from Melbourne what's her oh um, the dra- the she draws Celeste um yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And I she, haven't um, yeah. heard of her in a yeah. while but yes I do remember she's she's really fantastic yeah she's awesome her stuff like she's so funny and quirky with her artwork but I was just like looking at some of her um art the other day on her Instagram and she just did this really like funny quirky kind of piece of artwork and posted it up because she's quite you know very quirky with her sayings and stuff but it's very relatable for people Mm. um and you know like she just like it's art it's something that she was like talking about and what she was expressing but underneath it just like I don't know I don't really go through reading people's uh, comments but like lots of love on there but then also people like I'm challenging this how dare you say that like just like without being educated or whatever it's just like bro yeah don't even follow the page calm you're far exactly exactly don't follow the page because I think this is what really annoys me about this sort of thing, especially with artists. Artists mm. have always been the people that challenge artists, comedians, um, any mm. people that are, they're the people that are always pushing boundaries, always challenging, mm. always doing stuff that's a little bit on the edge, dark humour, stuff that is maybe a little bit uncomfortable. Um, mm. that's okay. We can't allow that mm. to not be okay. And if there's people that think that it's offensive, then you actually mm. have agency to stop following those people. Yeah. Like you Get don't have to page if you don't like it. Yeah. That's like it's- a really simple thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just- and, and it's because you're yeah. right. Um, there is a place, I think, obviously for cancel culture, it's there, there for a reason. Unfortunately, it doesn't actually cancel the people that it's meant to, the people at the very Mm. top. And unfortunately it hurts a lot of really little people that get caught up in these ridiculous, like it's within kind of like smaller groups or smaller businesses or people that it really hurts. Not the big power structures that this was meant to challenge. Quite often those people are just off they go. They're continuing with their lives and, Mm. That when it trickles down to little people or little groups, that's where you really see it affecting. And I, I have a million examples of people that this is mm. really, really hurt. Um, yeah. And I don't think that is a benefit at all, to be honest. I think it actually does mm-hmm. quite the opposite. I think it actually harms um, and pushes people to fringes. And that's the opposite of what you mm. want it to do. So, um, well, it messes I'm, with trust too, you know, like taking, yeah, and making people, people feel like, Mm. There you go. I was just gonna. I was gonna say no. Just like having some, like the assumption is that you know there's no um, empathy. The, you mm. know, the assumption is that it's people coming from a bad place. Like, let's mm. assume that people are coming from a good place. 
and they're mm. not potentially educated in all, the language is changing every two seconds and a lot of yeah. younger people unfortunately yeah they keep up with it because they're online and there might be some older people that just don't you can't keep up with it it changes literally every month about what's acceptable yeah. and what's not and just mm. giving some people some grace mm. and not being offended if they use the wrong words like yeah. it's okay yeah. you're not going to die it's actually okay mm. Fine, mm, learning mm, some mm. resilience and um, yeah. all of these things. I think uh, I, I just see it. it's really problematic to use the word that I actually fucking hate, but it is. Um, mm. It's really problematic to start calling out artists and challenging artists, the people that are pushing boundaries, that are doing using dark humor or using stuff that is is a little bit challenging like it's good to be challenged it's good to yeah. feel offended it's good to yeah. sit in the uncomfortability sit with it why mm. are you offended why don't lash out mm. sit with it challenge yourself mm. why is this so what you know just I do that yeah. so many days a week I'll sit and I'll listen to podcasts of people that really are who would challenge every view that I have it's like the complete opposite and just sit there with the un uncomfortability of it it's actually really mm. healthy sit there and mm. just be like wow mm. I hate everything that this person is saying like it's really very yeah. very challenging for me to listen to but hey I'm okay I'm not I'm yeah okay. I'm not dying here not I feel dying. like <laughs> I feel like it's becoming an unsafe place for people to express their own opinion because they'll just get jumped absolutely on. Absolutely and, it is. That's, that's without yeah. a doubt. It's without a doubt. Yeah. And anyone that denies that is not living in reality. They're not living mm. in reality. So, mm. um, and that's yeah. actually like if you have a look at any of the really um, horrific historical moments, it has always mm. started with this type of thing, with people not mm. being able to express their true opinion and yeah. um, policing of language. Yeah. And within communities, people being ostracized. So even mm. though a, a lot of these people, and I'm, you know, I'm incredibly on the left of everything politically, but mm. when you see people on your own side getting into smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller groups, mm. I don't think it helps our overall cause. I think everybody needs to take a hard look at themselves and go, are you actually supporting and benefiting the cause that you're fighting for or actually are you making it worse because that's where mm. I think we're at at the moment and it's mm. incredibly challenging moment I think for everybody and I know like so many people will probably disagree with my position on this but I've seen it I've seen people get really really damaged the wrong people getting damaged in quote unquote cancel culture the little people rather than the people who really need to be, you know, held to account. The, the big um, sexual abusers, the big, um, you know, racists that don't allow, you know, power structures to change. And a lot of those people just continue, mm. you know, they, they, they post a black square for Black Lives Matter and they continue, their company continues doing the same shit, you know, like that. Yeah, it's the, actually the right conversations happening where people are, because I think that there's that thing around, uh, you know, people can use that like, oh, go and educate yourself, blah, blah, blah. But you also need to behave in the right way. And, you know, there's there's only so much, oh, we're still, you know, like it's great that people are educated, becoming educated and learning, but are we systemically changing the behaviours for the it's positive? It's really the great that there's so much education and Yes, um, but people's behaviours need to change. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. There's absolutely no mm. doubt whatsoever mm. that it has been a free-for-all for certain type of people for a long time and we need to change that. That's without a doubt. Yeah. However, yeah. what I'm seeing is that, it's not those people that the power structures are affecting at all. It's actually there's a lot of anger and there's a lot of people lashing out at the wrong people, and that's what I'm against. I'm fundamentally against people that have, mm. you know, maybe they have a tiny little bit of power, but they're not going to change a systemic um, structure and they're, those people are getting hurt, and I just I don't agree with it. And I think we need to allow for different people's views Everybody can have their opinions. That's okay. You should definitely have friends that you disagree with. That's really healthy. 
getting into little echo yeah. chambers is so unhealthy. It really, really mm. is. And if I can just, mm. one, if it, one thing I can stress to people is, don't cut those people out. Like it's really hard at the moment because, you know, you'll see anti-vaxxers and people that are completely against, um, you know, how you might be feeling. But like all of that stuff comes from a place and trying to find the root of that. Like I had a friend to me come the other day who who had to get a vaccination because they might have to travel and they were terrified. They did not want to get the vaccination. They'd spoken to some people there you know, if they didn't have to have it, they they wouldn't. And I just listen to them. I just listen to them talk and I go, just tell me what you're afraid of. Tell me. And they were saying that they just couldn't, they felt like they couldn't talk to anybody. Everybody that they tried to speak to made them feel stupid, like yelled at them, said, how could you, you know, it made them feel like the devil. And I just sat and listened to them and was just like, tell me why you're feeling this. And then I gave them some counterpoints and said, hey, I've, listen to this and this is you know a counterpoint to what you're feeling there and they ended up going to get the the vaccination and were fine so like I guess my point is like having rational conversations with people rather than shouting at people and saying you know you're doing the wrong thing you're a bad person you've got to do this for everybody. That's not actually helping us get to the point where we want to get, we want to get, we definitely need more people getting more vaccinations. Like that is, we really need that to happen. It's not going to happen if we keep cutting people out of our lives and telling them that they're idiots and, and saying you're, you know, you're contributing to people's deaths or whatever, like that doesn't help. So, I mean, not everybody has the energy to do that at the moment. I totally get it, but I don't know, a little bit more empathy. Like people are empathy. scared. People, are, people scared. are scared. People are angry. People are angry. I always find um, with, you know, even when I'm coaching teams and trying to understand individuals and mentoring people, it's same with you too, Mish. It's, it's about empathizing with the other person, but also understanding how they're feeling, what they're thinking, where things come from, um, how they got to that. You might place. not how they got to that place. You might yes. not agree with them, but yes. if you need to try and get to a point of being able to even have a rational conversation, you need to understand. You know, and, yes, and, and how really they got there it. is a really important thing, and I think that mm. there's a lot, there's a lot of. Um, you know, trauma and there's a lot of stuff that we potentially don't understand. And and when people are feeling this certain ways, it it there's a reason that, you know, it's not just all irrational thought. Like maybe some of it is, for, you know, to be fair, maybe there's some people that are just not thinking rationally at the at all, but a lot of a lot of doubt and a lot of stuff just comes from fear and anxiety of the unknown. And there's a lot going on at the moment. And I just I'm just imploring people to have a little bit more empathy. I'm just seeing so much friction and fighting and it it actually hurts my heart, to be honest. It actually really affects me to it's see horrible. so much. Me too. Yeah, just like, so, so I'm just trying to do, yes, yeah, so angst. And, so I'm just trying to do it on a personal level, like just one-on-one, -on -one, just mm. trying to mm. listen a little bit more and have empathy mm. and not push my view, but just say, hey, like, you know, how about this as a, as a counterpoint? Oh, mm. like, I totally understand what you're saying about, you know, um, you don't know the long-term effects of the vaccines. But, hey, I read this thing the other day mm. that said every vaccination in the history, they've known the long-term effects. If there was going to be a long-term effect, they would know it within six to eight months of when they first administered vaccines. We're now into... 18 months like you know like mm. there's information out there that can maybe help ease some of the angst and if they don't yep. get there um they don't get there you know like you can mm -hmm. just help them without making them feel like or ostracize them or say you're not going to be friends with them I don't know that's just the worst that's not the, that's not going to help <laughs> it's not going to help the situation yeah. it's not going to help it's them just going to turn people against it's going to mm, turn them even mm. more like it's going to be even mm. worse. So, uh, yeah, mm. I mean, it's a big mm. rant that I'm having here, but basically just. Saying <laughs> more you know, it's this empathy. is our Friday. More empathy. This is our Friday therapy session. We said this. It was off the cuff. 
Whoa, even Sorry. the dogs are having some therapy. I just had a guy knocking at the door while you were going and like telling me this awesome stuff. And he knocked at the door. Did you hear him? And I, I, like, I saw you walking oh. over there. What was happening? I was like, bro, I opened up the, the door and I'm like, had it on mute. I was like, bro, I'm like recording a podcast. I don't know. I live in the middle of nowhere and you kind of, they don't have phones here. They don't, they, they still use landlines. And so they all freaking rock up all the time. Like these old farmers in their Jeeps and shit with their gumboots on. They're like, oh, hello. Like, I'm like, dude, give us a bit of a, a, a heads up that you're going to rock up to my house. That's with something. wild. Was it like it's a just, delivery or something or? No, it's like farting around on the avocado farm doing something. I don't know. Like, oh, he's yeah, doing it's something. Like, okay. So yeah, funny. but like a, I had a dude turn up yesterday as well and give me his business card. But I'm like, I'm actually on meetings, like like literally client meetings. I'm <laughs> recording podcasts and I get these dudes rocking up in their flannies and their stubbies and their gumbo. Maybe it's and, a bit like um not farmer wants a wife, but like the opposite. Farmer <laughs> wants a husband and they but, just come up and they knock on your door <laughs> and they're like, am I... Am I a suitable suitor for your <laughs> avocado farmer does not want one like from here. I don't want any of these guys. No way. No dating in a small town. <laughs> yeah. I'm from a small no. town, so I completely resonate with that. It's uh it's a bit a hard no for me. It's a, it's a hard no for me as well. I'm like, bro. Anyway, that is so anyway. Funny. But they're like all about forty years older than me as well. Like, oh, just I thought you were going to say they're all about forty cows. years old. And I was like, oh, thanks, <laughs> yeah. thanks, bitch. <laughs> What's wrong with being like, forty? <laughs> I wasn't. No, forty years older than me. Old. I was like, you. I don't. I know that the cows uh, need to be moved and it's going to be done, but we don't. you don't need to come and knock on my door to talk to me about my cows in the middle of the day without giving me a little bit of a heads up. Like, I know there's no landline here, <laughs> but just give us a text, eh? <laughs> it oh, makes me annoyed. Anyway, I feel oh. you. That's fine. First world problems. Uh, moral of the it. story today is uh, don't be a dick. I love to say don't be a dick. Have some just empathy have, and don't have be a some dick. empathy. I know. I know <laughs> that. I look. I will probably get feedback saying, you know, it's whatever. We're like, it's just everybody's everybody's feeling it. Everybody's angry. Everybody's stressed in so many different ways, and it's just trying to. Yeah, have a bit more understanding. Like everybody's coming from that place, and 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 how that presents, I guess, or how it uh, it presents in different um, ways, I guess, is through stress and anxiety. And I think too, a lot of those people, it, it's like th- there's a desire to control something because nothing is controllable at the moment. And if the mm-hmm. thing that they can control is not having a vaccine in their body. Maybe that's the one thing that they can control. And it's like, you know, that's yeah, yeah. They're, they're bringing sovereign, sovereignty to their body or whatever. Like I've heard that word before. So, like, mm. it's all coming from a place, I think, of just this chaos that we're in. And unfortunately, like, mm. that's it's not going to be solved by people shouting and screaming and telling people they're yeah. idiots or they're uneducated or blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Just have a yeah. bit more empathy. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And yeah. I, yeah. 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 Oh, well, look, it's Friday the 13th. Uh, and <laughs> I don't know what that's got to do with anything. But um, uh, yeah. the other thing as well is, you know what? Like, stay off the socials. Anyone out there that's having a bit of a, if you're finding yourself yeah, getting into a, a scroll hole, Give yourself a break, man. Go have some some nature because nature really grounds you. And if you can, it I know really you can does. Like it sounds, yeah. it sounds very, uh, you know, woo or you know, whatever. It actually really does work. It, it I it just heals the soul for sure. Going, like, you know, uh, to the beach yeah. or going just in nature where there's grass that you can touch on the ground and yeah. all that sort of your stuff. Feet it on the really grass, sun air, on your face. Sun, oh my god, sun is yeah. so good. 
But even if it's raining, like go sit in the rain and let the rain, like leave that phone behind, leave that device behind, unless you're going to listen to us. (laughs) Oh yeah. Listen to us ranting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, look after yourselves. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Um, And yeah, we want, we want to hear about what you want to hear us talk about as well. Like if there's something where you feel you want to. If you um, like our rants, let us know. Maybe we'll do a weekly rant. (laughs) We could do a weekly rant unless everyone's like, piss off. I hated that rant. <laughs> I'm going to cancel you like for sleep. that rant. That could definitely happen. <laughs> we could definitely get cancelled for a rant. So. Uh, uh, I think we only ever mean well, though. You know, we just want, we just want uh, you know, people to be, you know, kind of feeling okay. Oh, my hair at the moment is really bad. I love up. that, though. It looks I'm like the little things look like bit, Yeah, my, I've got that. See this bit? That's a bit. It's happening too. Not quite as long as yours, but I've got the little flick. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to grow it out a little bit too. So yours looks nicer. I need to go to the hairdresser. I shouldn't have these weird horns happening. Okay, let's get a photo. (laughs) We'll put this photo up today with our podcast. Okay. There we go. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And a flick. Ah! (laughs) Did it work? yeah cool all right happy friday everyone we love you and we'll love you mother's day is around the corner find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from blue nile from timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones blue nile has something she'll adore need a fast most items can ship overnight plus enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.